Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, everything pick your prize. We just announced our winner. I butchered her last name, Kim Showquist, for this hour from Goodhue. Yay! Congratulations, and make sure you've entered. If you've not already, just go to the My Talk app, as Dawn said, and register to win! Yes. You've got to choose it! P-Y-P. Hey, um, speaking of things you've got to choose, actually, you don't get a choice because I am forcing you to eat something. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, good afternoon. <laughs> um, I went, you know, you had a wonderful vacation this weekend. You got to go enjoy the sun mm-hmm. and just bask in the glory of warmer weather. Well, I did something that I I went on my own trip this weekend. I went to uh, United Noodle, which is a fun Um, grocery store in South Minneapolis. I also went to a place called The Wrong Market, R-O-N-G, over in Richfield. And they're both, um, they both sell a lot of Asian import foods from Japan, Korea, China, India, all sorts of places. And I always love to go because, well, frankly, I needed to get some rice and a couple other things. And and candies. Well, I was going to say. But the real reason I was there was for snacks because there's always like a fun selection of snacks. And like Kit Kat, different Kit Kat flavors, different Lay's Do they have the wasabi chip. Kit Kats? No. Oh, shoot. I don't like those. those oh, I love good. them so you much. Do? Yeah, but they're like $20 Ew. on eBay. Why do you like them? I don't know. It's a weird... Hot like, mustard candy? It's well, really gross. You good. are in good luck because I got a couple things for you to try today. Okay. And I thought it would be fun to try new and different foods. So to that end, Mike... Dawn, are you game? I'm in. Let's do this. I brought two things. I actually got a bunch of stuff, but we'll just leave it to two for right now. Mm -hmm. And I got one that I'm pretty sure it'll, I bet you'll like these. I don't know. I haven't tried any of these things. I'm going to try them with you. But then I got another thing. I call this a stunt food item (laughs) because we've talked about this. I've actually tried something similar Mm -hmm. and it's very divisive in its flavor. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first... Let's start with something I think we all will enjoy experiencing. Or at tube least tube chips. Tube chips. <laughs> and not just any tube chips, Don. I got a couple different flavors, but today, uh of the Lays, we are gonna try. And I had like, do you see how tiny the writing is on this? Yes. I can barely read this, but if I remember correctly. Oh, in Japanese? Well, no, this is Chinese. These are from oh. I think Taiwan. Okay. Um, if it was Japanese, I'd be much more able to read this but the english translation that's stuck on the back Mm -hmm. says these are lay's purple potato chips coconut milk flavor 
So they're potato chips made out of purple potatoes. Mm-hmm. Cool. But they taste like coconut milk. Okay. But they just look fun. They're like, milk. they're pink. Do you want to describe them? Oh, they're like a light look- purple pink. Yeah. Um, you can definitely see either the salt on there. Um, and, you know, they're smaller than like regular a- Lay's, don't Are you they? think? Yeah. Or I I think by so. regular, I just mean the plain yeah. potato chip Lay's. Yes. And I'm when I say tube chips, I'm talking about like a Pringles type yeah. of chip. We call those tube chips in my house. Um, so yeah, they come in really... a canister, but I will say, gratefully, Lay's puts them in a little tray inside the tube, so they're even less likely to break. That's great. Yeah. They don't do that for us. No, well, Lay's doesn't do tube chips here. They don't. No, because okay. we just have Prangles. I think. What about stacks? Yeah, I don't think that's Lay's, is it? Oh. All right, so let's. It doesn't take... smell like anything. Yeah, these are purple looking. They're very pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready? You guys put them in your pie holes. Do you think you're gonna like them? Uh-huh. Does it sound good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does sound good. Yeah. Smells crunch, good. Crunch, crunch. Ooh, Dawn's have she's got a good look on her face. Oh my gosh. What do you what do you taste? The initial taste for me was like cereal. Oh, sure. Because is, is it sweet? It kind of had a sweet taste. You to guys it. talk about them and I'm okay. gonna eat them. Okay. Um I might need to it's like a just right away. It's like Captain mm-hmm. Crunch or something. Yeah. Did you taste that, Mike? I absolutely did. Yeah. <clears throat> it's that milky taste of having like something crunchy mm-hmm. with the milk. Now, I'm not a huge fan of coconut. So like it mm, is. There is a coconut flavor. There's, they're very coconut. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but mm. they're they're good. Yeah. If people like coconut. They would love these. I don't really taste that much coconut. I well, do if you disliked them. it as much as I do, you'd probably taste it a lot more. Oh. I do taste a nice. I taste a lot of coconut. It tastes like, but it does taste like coconut milk to me. It doesn't taste like, like almond joy or mounds. No, 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 no. But these are, these are more sweet than savory. It's like a mix. It's a little salty, but I, I would say like, if you're craving something Swedish, not like from Sweden, but like <laughs> sweet ish. Yeah. Um, I would imagine you'd like these. Yeah, you like, like these. these. I would eat the whole thing. So the sweetness comes just from the powder that is the coconut part, coconut milk part. Yeah, I don't know once if, you, if there's oh, like... Oh, I was going to say something gross. Once you get that off... Oh, God, that's once bad. Once you what? Once that residue comes off... Yeah. Then it's just good. like a chip. I would eat these. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you'd snack on those, mm-hmm. no problem. All right. That's Lay's... Uh, Lay's, what did I say? Purple, uh, purple potato, coconut milk flavor. Yeah. Yummy. They loved it. Now, and, what is this and, abomination? Uh, stacks are Lay's, by the way, and they are a little thicker, and they have, like, this exact consistency. So this is basically oh, like so a Lay's Oh, so it's basically the, like, American version. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay, th- what is this abomination? Now, when you say abomination, what do you mean? Because the listener can't see what you're looking okay, at. Okay, this is, it's like in, like, if you got some Russell Stover's candy or C's <laughs> candy, it's in one of those wrappers. Yeah, that's like yellow. a little paper wrapper. And then it's a squishy, gummy-like type of a This thing. is mochi, and mochi. I know you've been learning Japanese, so very likely at some point you will learn about mochi, and mochi is just, um, they you take sweet rice. Sweet rice. Yeah. And you beat it uh, to all heck until it turns into like a gelatinous goo. Yeah. And then, mold and then it's it into... filled with all sorts of yummy, delicious. There's goo in here, isn't there? Yeah, there's What's oh. the goo? goo. What's the goo? Now, normally the goo would be something like red bean good. paste, which I love. Oh. Or green bean paste, which is really good. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it's been sweetened. <laughs> but inside Chestnuts, this is. Maybe black sesame. 
It, you, are you worried? It's going to be fine. Because I know what it's. I know what the flavor that you got. Well, Mike, have you ever heard of durian fruit? <laughs> Not until last week. Now, durian fruit. Dawn, do you want to? Durian fruit. You've is, never had durian, right? I haven't ever had a real I'm so durian. So excited! But I want watched, you guys to taste durian. One of the, my favorite things to do is on YouTube um, is to watch people eat durian for the first time, and I guess it smells like. Have um, you watched the meat, try videos? Old meat, yeah. Oh, rotten flesh. I have never laughed so hard in my life because it's an experience. The first time you, first of all, meat and rotten flesh. You're talking about this fruit, yeah. which is like equal parts sweet and fruity. But also has like Slimy. some people taste very strong, strong odors. Yes. Like like the first time I had it, I was tasting a lot of onion socks. Onion socks. Okay, like, so this is flavored. Like inside. if you had taken dirty gym socks and put onions in them, <laughs> that's what it tasted like. Should, should we? Do you want to eat it now, or do you want to wait until the next segment? Because we're running out of time. Here. Okay. Well, we can just run and the break. Could, yeah. Oh. Because pregnant pause. Let those can nerves involve. build up for me a little bit. All right. So you're gonna Ooh. gather your strength, and when we come back, can you hear that? Hold on. He's that, touching the candy. He's touching the. I mic. just want you to hear the texture. We're gonna try that when we come back right here on my. <laughs> Will they or won't they? Enjoy their first taste of durian fruit here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I know you're like, what? No, seriously. Okay, so I've experienced the taste of durian fruit before. It was not my favorite, but some people love it. It is a tropical fruit, and it's kind of in its natural state, like the fresh fruit itself. By the way, good afternoon. Welcome back. We talked about this in the last segment, if you want to listen to the podcast, but I'll catch you up to speed. Um, This tropical fruit has like a, in its natural form, is like a custardy, um, creamy fruit experience, but it has a very striking smell that some people can't stand. Yeah. Some people are obsessed with it. They love it. Like yeah. it's super popular throughout Southeast Asia um, and beyond, of course. But anyway, I went to United Noodle this weekend and picked up, when I was getting some other snacks, some durian mochi, little... Uh, rice desserts, sweet rice stuffed, balls, stuffed with durian paste. Now, you guys were just about to take a big old honk mm-hmm. and try it and see if you like it. Dawn, have you tasted this? Me? Yeah. You. No, I have had durian before, but I have not tried these mochi. Okay, I'm going to take a picture of it for Twitter real quick. Good. All right. So take take a. Okay. Feel free to take a nice big old honk. Here we go, Mike. Here we go. Cheers. Eat it. And I'm curious what it tastes like. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Like, what does it taste like, though? I'm, I'm going to try it. The socks, armpits. Does it taste um, like armpit? It's the it's the onions. It's the onion onions? taste that you talked about. Yeah, armpit. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's not good. Mm-mm. It's not as bad as the first time I had durian. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Mm-mm. It's definitely sweeter than I had. Mike, you're not yeah. having it. Don, are you ready to have your mind blown? Yeah. I like this better than the Lay's. You do? This is good. <laughs> Shut up. I think that's you pretty like good. It better than the Lay's. 
geez. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan oh of coconut, but I like this. So in the last segment, I will say, Dawn, if you don't like this, no, I need to bring you some real, just plain, straight up durian. Yeah, you do. Because this is actually, you get the onion first. Yep. But didn't you taste dirty socks? But then, mm-mm. no, oh, then God. it goes away. Ew. Try it again. I just spit it out. Okay, uh, maybe I'll take... I took like half of the... No, I think... It's just too much. Or maybe because like my tongue is desensitized. I don't know. I was prepared to give most of mine to Grant because I wanted him to try it. I just ate the whole thing because it was really, really good. I like that. Oh. Do you think it like goes away mm. after the initial poof? Mm. I guess so. Yeah. It's still... There's like a... like I, If you gave this to me and said, what is that? I would say it's gummy bear and onions, mm-hmm. yeah, right? It's like a gummy, but not, it's but like softer with than a onion. gummy. So it's like super soft gummy. Do you know, well, you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever had jelly babies? Yeah. No. So the, it's that chewy gummy mm-hmm. taste. With no crunchy outside. No, there's no crunch. No, there's no like outside shell. No, no, no. Like a. Um, you know, like Doctor bean. Who's jelly ba- jelly babies. Yeah, they're like little. They look like little kids. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Doctor Who. That's his favorite treat. But anyway, okay. it's got this. It's like a gelatinous, more chewy consistency than like a almost like here's another. Uh, what do you call it? Um, those fruit gems. Gems, uncut gems. gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I probably. I don't even know. Here's my problem. I, do I don't like, like mochi, the consistency though. of that. I oh, probably I've mm. never had mochi before, so I I probably maybe you just don't like mochi. Maybe I just don't like mochi. It's yeah. okay. You don't have to like everything. It's a little not scary, as bad. Like not. I honestly thought it was going to be far more controversial flavor. Yeah. Than that. That's not a very strong. I mean, I will admit that the initial taste is a lot and yeah. gross. But then I it could taste goes that initial away. whiff of onion, but then it kind of backed off, and then it just got kind of. Sweet and chewy. But didn't, yep. yeah, you guys didn't like have any armpit taste. I did or not BO. get armpit. Nope. No. <laughs> That's kind of like BO. That's what it smelled like to me and tasted. I'm, I, I, I want you guys, I'm going like. to get the dehydrated durian next time. That was okay. the most unique flavor. I was like, I don't understand why people love this flavor. But you know how like you're just conditioned to different flavors? Sure. Yeah. It people, has to be that. Uh, in Australia, grow up, grow up uh, loving, oh shoot. What am I trying to think of? I don't know. Vegemite. Vegemite there oh, you sure. Go. Which is hideous. Well, <laughs> when I went to Japan, the one thing that um, my friends would get grossed out by was anything root beer flavored. No, <laughs> really? Because they 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 don't have root beer. Okay. And so they were like, "This is vile and disgusting. Why would you ever eat this?" And oh. I'm like, oh my god, I love root beer. Yeah. But you know, like too. again, if you're just not used to a root. flavor, root root beer, not root beer. I mean, you can call it root, baby. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here is that is root beer a southern thing? Root beer? No. Do people say root? Over here. Here it's root beer. Root beer. Root, root. root, root beer. beer. Root beer. Root beer. Uh, okay, oh, so okay. let's go on from, uh, and thank you, by the way, if you want to check out, there, just United Noodle is a fun place to go just because it's like you get to go on a trip. Every time you walk through the door, they've got so many different fun and I unique to things to there. try. Yeah. Um, but also all your grocery needs. Now, I know you had a story about Josh Groban and Mm -hmm. Sweeney Todd. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, uh, just real quickly. Josh Groban um, on CBS Sunday morning, they did a piece on him playing Sweeney Todd on Broadway. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, his voice is perfect for that role. I would love to see him in that. I am not a fan, really, of like I don't listen to Josh Groban's music, but I found him really delightful. Uh, And if you don't know the story of Sweeney Todd, oh, um. The demon it's a barber, dark one. The demon barber of Fleet Street. Um, it's about a barber who, you know, puts people into meat. Spoiler pies. alert. Alert. So, yeah. So anyway, um, they did a piece on him. Here's a little bit of him talking about his first time on Broadway. And also uh, Sweeney Todd created by Stephen Sondheim, who unfortunately passed away before the opening of this show. So then uh, he just talks about like why he loves theater and his first time on Broadway. All right, let's have a listen. The last time Groban was doing eight shows a week, the singer was making his Broadway debut nearly seven years ago in Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. How much did you like that experience? It's the happiest I've ever been in my career. Really? Yeah. I was a theater kid that hit a fork in the road when I found my way into the music biz. That was not something that I had dreams of in my bedroom when I was 10 years old. It was was this. It was Groban's manager who suggested he play Sweeney. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm not old enough to do that. And he's like, dude, you're going to be 41. I'm like, oh my God, that is old enough. (laughs) So I just thought that he was so delightful. I'll put a link in our show links page. He just seemed like such a nice guy. And He's so successful as a singer, but knowing that his real passion and, and dream was theater makes me really want to go see it in New York. Yeah, he would. Uh, what did he host? He hosted a competition show that kind of went nowhere with Jennifer Nettles and a bunch of other people. And I just grew to love him on that show because he just has a really nice, warm personality. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, most of the time I'm like, uh, singers or other people outside of theater, but he grew up in theater, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, totally that's a great want story. To try to check that Can you out. put that interview on our show links page? Yeah. Fabulous. And when we come back, we have a royal update for you. Pom, 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 pom. Oh, more drama. We'll be right back. ERP Minnesota, where talk is fun. Every afternoon from noon to three, the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071. Never gave me time of day, my dear. It's okay, things happen for reasons that I think are 
And taking a look at your Channel 5 Eyewitness News forecast. Uh, 38 now the high for today. Sun and increasing clouds as we get to the evening hours. Mainly cloudy for the overnight tonight as we'll drop down to 24. Then tomorrow, clouds with a few snow showers changing into rain late for the day. 40, though, will be the high for tomorrow. Right now, sun is uh, still shining, and we're sitting at 37 here at My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Yes, uh, and everything broils. The coronation still just a couple of months away, but uh, there's been all of this controversy of whether or not Harry and Meghan are invited, whether or not they're going to go, and you have some official news? Will they or won't they? Yes, I'm actually in direct <laughs> communication with the uh, palace. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but I'm good friends with uh, the folks over there. Oh, the folks which which one exactly? Which one? Charles. The private secretary? Oh, Charles! Yes, we go way back to Do you? No, absolutely not. I know nothing other than what the tabloids are trying to get me to believe. Okay, let's and decipher And I remain this. skeptical because I'm an American. Damn it. And I question authority. <laughs> okay. But here's what we know. Apparently, according to people, uh, let's start first with Harry and Meghan, because that is, quite frankly, the story we're interested in. Will yes. they or won't they? Are they going to the coronation or aren't they? And we should just have a meter on our website that, like, each day, is that meter, like, more likely to go or more likely to not go? And I, because I go back and forth. Yeah. Today, I'm leaning towards less likely to go, and here's why. N- uh, headline, no place for Harry and Meghan in coronation procession, leaked palace plans reveal. Oh, they were leaked, were they? I wonder who leaked them. Well, oh, let me leak all over this. Uh, <laughs> according to <laughs> this story, the Times of London reports that Harry and Meghan have been invited, as we know. Uh, but the plans uh, <clears throat> have no place for Harry and Meghan, but they also don't have a place for the Duke of York. Who's that, you ask? Well, that's Andrew, Prince mm-hmm. Nasty. And there is no place, apparently, for Beatrice nor Eugenie. Oh, now that is Sarah Ferguson and Prince Andrew's children. Yeah. So they don't have a place either? No, so Why? apparently there only seems to be a place for, quote, working royals only that includes of course uh the king's sister princess anne Mm -hmm. and her husband vice admiral sir tim lawrence the newly titled duke and duchess of edinburgh and uh, a few other adult royal cousins one person who will be joining in is the youngest child of the prince and princess of wales louis okay now why he's not working well, uh, he, but I think because he's going to be the king someday, you know, oh. likely he's second in line for the throne, right? Um, but that was the other story, and we can talk about that in a moment. But let's first deal with the fact that um, Harry and Meghan, there's no place for them. There's no place, Don. Well, what do you say about that? Does that mean there's no place in the seating? Like, there's no place. What do you mean? I, I imagine it's in- going to all end up in a big hall or a church where they. Place the crown on his head, and he. This is the coronation. This is the Blarney Stone underneath, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I mean that that coronation stone. This is in the procession I'm talking about. So, so down the streets. Yeah, as they're like bebopping through the streets of London, they will not have an official role. They won't be there. So that just says to me, I mean, like they'll just be in the crowds on the side. Wouldn't that be hysterical? Or were they like they were like hi? Yeah. 
say pass yeah, by. Yeah, like, just fine, we can't go. People. We'll just, that's what I would do. I think that's hilarious. And then watch the crowds, like, circle them and be like, yeah, we want to party with Harry and Meghan. I don't think that would happen, actually. No. Here it would. I think the British people would be like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, but, yeah, we would, actually, they should hold a viewing party. <laughs> yeah. Here yeah. at, like, Bennigan's. Bennigan's? Does, right? Does that exist? And we can have, yeah, of course it exists. <laughs> And have like two for one mozzarella stick deals. <laughs> Can we have something British? Yeah, and we could get pot pies or what do they do over there? Oh, they Kidney do a pudding. shepherd's pie. <laughs> Let's do some desserts instead. Fish and chips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could do it on a Friday. Well, is it on a Friday? It's not on a Friday anyway. It's not Lent. But, um, or won't be for the coronation. But don't you just feel like if they're not going to give them any official role, why would they go? What's oh, the point? Okay. This is well, all for show. Wait, 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 wait. What okay. if they don't want to do, maybe they Maybe they just want to show up and not have to participate. And do what? Be looked at, like out of the side, given side eye and stank eye from everybody in their family. Well, I mean, that way you don't have to be out in front of people performing your personality. You know, yeah. so they're just in the just like a wedding. You're not in the wedding party, but you're there as part of the family Moral support. Just sitting there watching your dad become king. Yeah. You know? But isn't like because unlike a normal, I don't want to say normal family, but like a typical family, you know, you go because family is important. But like in this family, this is like the job. This is their job. Yeah. And they've been told you have no job. So it's just a, like I, I just I wonder like. Well, it is a moment in history. And also that they, we will only experience. Once. Yeah, they will own probably or maybe twice, once. Well, Charles I mean, Charles doesn't. wasn't going to be around forever. Yeah, but he. I mean, look at how. Hopefully, long they his will outlive lived. him, right? Yeah, his mom and dad lived a very long time. Yeah. So. Well, that's another twenty years. They'll still be in their, you know, what fifties. So likely, but the point is is made. I'm just thinking, like, if you have no official place in the family. Hmm then why would you want to honor the official place in the family? I don't know. That's uh, what I would That's I what mean, I if you, listen, obviously, listen. I'd be like, I call me when lot. you're ready to talk and you want to apologize. That's what And you want to do right by my family. Then, well, then we can have a conversation. Nothing's going to move forward if they're expecting an apology because they don't communicate that way communicate that way we learn that from listening to spare yeah you know they don't outwardly even say i'm sorry that your mother died like that was never even well, they don't really hug said. they don't hug <laughs> I mean, they, they don't literally touch. do not you touch think they're each gonna other apologize especially when they don't feel like they have anything they to would, apologize so for. would the apology that he just has to take whatever the apology would be which would just be like come to the thing is that the apology like come to the coronation that's the apology that's it if you offer um what do they call it? Uh, a leaf. What, did, what is olive it? Branch. Olive branch. A leaf. An olive a branch. Twig leaf. You're not really talking. Leaf like a lot of families, you don't talk about, you know, the bad stuff. You just move on. Yeah, that's healthy. It's not healthy, but I think people experience that yeah. quite a bit, you know, especially if you're just not from but a But do you think that, that Harry and Meghan are going to operate that way any longer? I mean, they seem to be like self-helping themselves all sorts of healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... And, you know, I think if they were invited, I would go. Would you go if you were Harry? I honestly don't think I would go. But that's me today. 
Uh-huh. And again, just because he has made, uh, but I, I think, think about they, he owes them to go. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And we know that they've been invited. We know yeah. that they've been invited. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of whether they will say well, they're going. They, they just said that they've had Royal correspondence. They didn't, did they say that it was an invitation? I mean, by all accounts, it was an invitation. Okay. okay. But but again, the point being, like, if you were invited, would you go? I just think about everything we've read and everything he's communicated from a PR standpoint. And he is a public figure. Like, he is mm-hmm. concerned about his image and mm-hmm. concerned about his narrative and being very vocal and public about all of that stuff in his family and the dysfunction. If he does go, I imagine we're going to hear a big, long explanation of why it was important for him to go. But if that's not happening, then I imagine he's just like, I think we're better off just doing our own thing. Because optically, you know, like, do they want to deal with not only their family, but the British press, the British tabloids, the Mm, British media? Right. Should they that I mean, like in terms of family, that's where that's where you just don't know. Right. Like because if it was my family, I don't feel like I would be in this position because I don't operate that way. But that's why it's hard for me to put myself in their position, because every family is different. And this one is definitely different to me. Family is important and you do right by your family and you come to some sort of agreement and figure it out. But. They, you know, they're I mean, doing they're, things yeah. different. It's it's not just the family; it's the firm. Yeah, you know, do you want to get involved? That's with the what firm? I mean. It's like it's not just their family; it's their it's more than that. It's an institution, and you almost, you know, want to give the institution a middle finger at this point for the way it's treated you and your family and your kids and right. your wife, right? And, and your own things mental were health. allowed to happen in that family, and it's really. The institution runs the family. So you said you would go. Like, what makes you feel like you would go? I would go um, because it's a moment in history that is important that I am closely associated with. My father is getting, well, he's becoming king, something he's waited for his whole life. Not to be, just just to be there and witness it. Because no matter what you want, you are. It's the hottest ticket in town. You are the son of the king. Like, you can't get away from that. That's the truth. Outside of whether or not you like each other, you know, at this point, isn't isn't that... He said everything. And he has said that he wants an apology. And we also know that they don't give apologies. So yeah. sometimes you just have to accept that people aren't going to apologize to you. Yeah, And you can be the better person by showing up and going, I'm going to support you even though you haven't supported me. So I think it would be good for his image to do it because, because quite frankly, he doesn't have a great image right now because of, uh, Harry, Oh, uh, because overall from what we see from American tabloids and British tabloids, but let's just take the American ones. There are so many people that just say, Oh, shut up already, you know? And, and it's really, really gotten, bad where it's like there are no positive stories about him anymore it's just like he shouldn't have done that is really the general consensus with people who haven't read the book i think there yeah, I, I don't think he gives a crap though. about what the media thinks of him i yeah. don't think he gives a crap about what the public thinks about him i think he's there for him and his family and i think he's like you know whether you like it or not i think he is heck bent on 
portraying him and his family as like on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. So if he does go, which again, who knows if they're going to go or not, but if they, if they do go, I imagine we're going to hear a big long explanation of why, mm-hmm. you know, why they're going for sure. Yeah. But we will definitely be there reporting, you know reporting what I, live. Where is that noise coming from? I think it's me. There's a commercial. I don't even know why. Um, I, He's he's so confident. That's what I I like about it. I don't even know why at this point he would, you know, want an apology. I mean, you got all of your information out that you wanted to know to clear your name. So at yeah. that point, it's like more. This is- I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Be revealed, truth. man. I mean, whether or not it's the truth, it's his truth. So, uh, And we will certainly keep you up to date duh, because the story is ongoing and it's just fascinating as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, our good friend Mike is going to spin his game show roulette wheel. What that means is wherever the wheel lands, uh, we're going to play that game. Dawn and I, when we come yes. back right here on my talk. Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. DakotaDental.com. Make your appointment today, whether it's that regular checkup, whether you've got questions about other procedures like oh you need a crown oh you need a bridge oh maybe like me you are interested in dental implants dakota dental can help and truly they've helped me over the years since uh, i began being a patient it started with a dental emergency but then it continued with regular checkups i've also had a crown i've had a root canal and most recently god it sounds like i've had a lot of dental work i have Uh, But most recently, I had another dental emergency, and they helped me make the decision to get a dental implant. So uh, I knew that that tooth, um, well, I wouldn't have issues with it in the future. And I certainly learned a lot about the dental implant process. It is a process, and it's one that I'm so grateful Dakota Dental is there to help me understand along the way. Head to dakotadental.com today. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hello, Lizzo. Great song by Lizzo called Special. It's My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, and it is time for Mike's Game. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Hey, Mike. Hello, hello. Time once again for Game Show Roulette. We'll get this week started off to uh, end this show by spinning that roulette wheel and figuring out what we are going to play Today! Yay! There it goes. Any hopes? Anything you're hoping to pop up? I hope it's a game I win. (gasps) What's this? Falcon Crest? Oh, yeah, it's Name That Tune. It's a little Name That Tune action, one of our favorite games. A lot of uh, listeners tell me this is the Name one they enjoy the dog. most. Okay. So you two get to go back and forth bidding on how many seconds it's going to take you to name these tunes. And uh, we got a little theme today. Today's overall theme is uh, t- number one hits in the 80s. Number one hits in the 80s. Oh, so no. every one of these songs at one point was number one, top of the charts in the year in the 
the years in the, the, the 1980s. All righty. Well, we were both here. Yes, you were. listening to music. All right, I'm going to flip a coin. I just did. Heads or tails? Call it, Don. You're back. Tails. It is heads. Oh, <gasps> That's oh the first time I've lost a coin toss. I've wow. been keeping track. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. That's unfortunate. That means All right. I'll win the game. So with that, uh, Bradley gets to uh, to get uh, the first clue given to him, and then he gets to start the bidding again. This the is bidding. the pick your note or bid your note uh, your version nose. part of the game. We'll get it started here with this one. Again, number one hits of the 1980s. The overall theme. Here is your first hint. This became the theme song of an iconic 80s movie after Queen denied the film use of Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, interesting. So this became the theme song of an iconic 80s movie after Queen denied the film use of Another One Bites the Dust. You can start the bidding, Bradley. Uh, Bob, I can name that. No, Dawn, I can name that tune in three seconds. Name that tune. Ooh. (laughs) Gonna just... Throw it at him right here out of the gate again. Yeah. We are well, looking for why wait. Looking for na- uh, wait. the name of the tune, and our first one again. The category, or I should say, the little hint. This became the theme song of an iconic '80s movie after Queen denied the film use of Ooh. another one. Bites the dust. Here we go Bam. with the Bam. first. Don't think about that though. Oh. Three seconds. That is, uh, is that Eye of the Tiger? You're darn right. It's Eye yeah. of the Tiger. Nicely Rocky! done. Yes. Bam, bam, bam. God, I love it. You, you love that song. Uh-huh, I love so it. So good. Bam. Especially, I can remember like, being at the skating rink and skating oh, around thinking God. I was a badass. You know, kids do not you understand. Were. Don't think that. You were. I was a badass. No. Did you backwards skate? Oh, I did. Oh, you were a, a badass because yep. I couldn't backwards skate. Yeah, but when it came time for couple skating, I would Ew. just skate around by myself. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even stand up. My so favorite was the hokey pokey. Okay. okay. You couldn't stand up? Not on skates, no. Oh. I was but a... are you an ice skater? No. You're a hockey player? No. You look like one. I was small school. We didn't have hockey. We couldn't okay. afford it. We didn't have a pool or hockey. It was too small Did you guys school. have a roller rink? No. So how did you know that you couldn't? I tried one time. Hurt oh. my ankles pretty bad. Oh, okay. He just went to the skate park. So for the, the kids out there, Dawn, this was like peak teen activity in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially in junior high is where you would yeah. go to make out. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. When we you guys have, have nachos and make out. Oh, my gosh. When we didn't have school, it was like a school day out, half yeah. day. We would have skating parties, like yeah. the fifth oh. and sixth grade or whatever. And then you would go in seventh Great. And God, then sometimes still on Friday smell nights. Yeah. The skating rink. And can you can smell you, it? I can't imagine. Yeah. It's like BO and pretzels. And there's like carpet. Yeah. <laughs> there's gross carpet. And you're just like rolling around on the carpet. Yeah. And how many times I slammed into the like sidewall, like to, you know, how you grab the mm-hmm. sidewall and go, pow, pow. Oh, yeah. Or you'd go into the very back where there's mm-hmm. like benches all back okay. there and you would go, mm-hmm. meet me at bench six. I'd be like, meet me at the. Like nacho stands. <laughs> yeah, that nachos. too. That too. I loved it. All, all right, right. Sorry, Mike. You're all good. Let's we just had to, to the next get old one. for a minute. <laughs> had to get out of that. Yeah. that uh, yes. Smell of B.O. and pretzels. <laughs> oh, good smell. How uh, Don would describe durian fruit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Same. We'll start, Same. start things. Uh, or this next one. Here you go. Here's the clue, Don. You get to start the bidding. This tune also specifically created for a 1980 movie starred the singer-songwriter who made it. Bradley, I can name that tune in three seconds. Dawn, I can name that tune in two seconds. Oh. She's going to go for it. 
Go for it, Bradley. Name oh. that tune. Oh, I thought maybe you were going to try one. Have we ever one had a one? We've had a one, but you didn't get it because you thought it was uh, My Heart Would Go On. <laughs> oh, and right. it turns yeah, out it was something else. You can't have anything else, in so. your mind first. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. This tune also specifically created for a 1980 movie starring the singer-songwriter who made it. Here we go. Two, uh, three, no, two seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, two seconds. Here we go. It's nine to five, and that's Dolly Pardon. Oh, that's great. Pardon me. Ding. Nicely done. Bradley's out to a quick 2 0 lead. Okay, I got to get serious now. Yes, you do. Oh, were you not serious before, man? <laughs> I, I she wasn't have, trying I should have talked. I should have taken that one oh, and for had a more second? confidence in myself. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, well, I would have gotten it. Okay. Are you going to control it? Are you going to control your own destiny? Are you going to leave it up to Bradley? We'll find out here with this next one. Again, these are all number one hits from the 80s. The next clue <sighs> this 19. 1983 number one hit was the lone top track from a rock group that formed in the early 70s and performed until 2020. Oh, wow. Oh, so wow. this is a 1983 number one hit. It was a lone top track for the rock band that was formed in the early 70s and performed until 2020. And uh, Bradley, I think you start the bidding this time. Bob, I can name that tune in three seconds. Bob, I can name that tune in two seconds. Name that go. tune, dog! She's going for it. She's going to control her own destiny. I yeah. like that. I like that aggressive play. Here we go. You get two seconds of this song. Name jump. that tune. It is Jump Van yes! Halen. Nicely done. I feel like... For us, we just need to go one second on all these. Oh we're going to know these songs. You would have known that in one second. Uh, well, and we would have yeah. known Dolly Parton in one second. Yeah. Use that strategy next time, maybe. Right. We'll all see. Right. Okay. Uh, we've got a comeback brewing here, possibly. Dawn Do is we? now trailing by one. Here I we go. Know, Dawn. This is Dawn's turn to bid first, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here we go. Ah. The original was performed by a reggae group in 1967. This version that hit number one was in 1980 for a New York City new wave group. Oh, for the love. Do you know it? You can start that bidding. Okay, um, I'll, I can name that tune in two seconds. Oh! Wow. <laughs> okay, Don, Name that tune. Okay. All right, you got two seconds coming up, Don. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Again, one more time, the clue for you. The original was performed by a reggae group in 1967. This virgin, version excuse me, <laughs> hit number virgin. one in 1980 for a New York we City new wave group. Okay. Here we go. Two seconds of it. Oh. Oh, um, uh, oh, I saw the sign. Oh, no. So close. I'm not the kind of girl who gives up just oh, like that. Blondie. Oh, Blondie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. What's the tune? Um, the tide is high. Yes, it is. Uh, it would have taken me, I'd have to sing through the whole song to get to the book. So I didn't <laughs> want to waste time. any time. For that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do the last one just for fun. Uh, this one, because Bradley takes the win with that one. This Woo! was the first of four number one hits for a foreign pop duo. Okay. This is the first of four number one hits for a foreign pop duo. Bradley, kick it off. Uh, Dawn, I can name that tune in three seconds. I'll name that tune. Oh, okay. All right, here Good you go. Again, seconds. this one's just basically for fun, because Bradley's already locked up the win. Oh, that's... um. I don't know what that is. I'm going to go down the aisle. Do you know what it is? It's perfect. What is it? Oh, one of my all-time favorite groups of... 
oh. ever. Roxette. Roxette. That's the look. The look. You've got the look. Right? Yeah. It almost reminded me That's of... That's your stripper song. <laughs> Who, Mike's or mine? No, mine's Dangerous by Roxette. Wait a minute, how mm-hmm. do you know your stripper song? Oh, we've had... Oh, come on. Everybody I don't have a stripper, stripper song. song. You gotta figure it out. You're supposed to know that? Yes. Mm-hmm. What's your stripper song? Crazy Biash. <laughs> what is that? Is that a song? Yes, yes. Buck Cherry. Yeah. Oh, God, all right. Thank hey, um, thanks for that uh, win, and add it to the <laughs> list. When we come back, oh, no, we're done. Yeah. But we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, up next, we've got Laurie and Julia. Uh, I'm assuming Laurie's still in Hawaii. Yeah, she is. For soaking two up years. the sun for two years. <laughs> uh, we'll be right